The Viridian Nutrition range of 200 plus award-winning products includes vitamins, minerals, herbs, nutritional oils, specialty supplements, tinctures and balms. All formulated to be helpful, efficacious and pure. By choosing our Viridian Nutrition range, you are one step closer to your goal of 100% wellness. Ethical vitamins with an organic heart. Available at all Browns outlets. Browns and you. There are billions of women passing through similar experiences all around the world and for whatever reason, we often feel like we're alone. It's time to make a point of discussing these topics from a range of viewpoints. These conversations surpass age, race, location. They are relevant to women everywhere. Welcome to The She Word. Conversations that women rarely have, but really should. My name is Sasha. I'm your host for this edition, the Young Women Edition, where we are having conversations which are more tailored for a younger demographic. Young Women and Social Media is our fourth episode for this edition, and I think it couldn't be more fitting that we have a moment to talk about and acknowledge the realities that women are living with in this day and age, given the presence of social media. I truly believe that hosting a podcast on such a topic is significant for a number of reasons, including the impact social media has on all, all our lives, um, uh, it, the impact that it has on social media, self-perception, the need to address certain societal pressures, as well as all the good it can bring, and finally, empowering its users. Did you know that according to recent studies, nearly 90% of young women aged 18 to 29, which is practically the demographic of this podcast, um, use social media platforms regularly? And when I say regularly, it means on a daily basis, and if not on a daily basis, like hours every single day. So that's quite a staggering number that reflects the significant role social media is playing in all our lives. And our conversation today will aim to uncover all of these layers. So let's dive straight into our show. For this episode, I've invited three women whose lives and careers all heavily touch upon social media, from social media executives to influencers and social media personalities. I can guarantee that the show will have it all. So without further ado, with me today, I have Hayley Borch who became a social media executive for Love & Malta at the tender age of 16, shortly after opening up on her experience with eczema on social media and getting quite a massive response. Mm -hmm. Hello, Hayley. Hello. Hello, thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you for coming. Madeline Baldacchino, who is a full-time scientist, beekeeper, social media influencer and model, also interested in agriculture and the environment, and you often use your platform to talk about these things. Hello. Hello, Sasha. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And finally, Taryn Mama Chafai, who is a radio host for 897 Bay, actress and social media personality, often documenting your travels. Happy to be here with everyone. <laughs> okay, so ladies, a massive welcome to the show, and thank you all for accepting the invitation to be here. I think it's truly important that we all take the time to talk about um, these matters all together in a very op open and safe space. So now after I've introduced all of you, I'd like you all to take a brief moment to introduce yourselves. Hayley. Hi. All right. Hello. <laughs> Mala, basically my story or journey starts at 16. Not, not too long ago, but it starts two years ago. Um, I posted about my eczema. I have severe eczema all over my body. Um, and I posted about it to raise awareness um, about eczema and how difficult it can be um, to live with it. Mm -hmm. And then after that, um, I started applying for, for internship roles, whatever I could find as I dropped out of school. Drop out. Because um, I couldn't take it anymore because of COVID and I just wasn't doing the subjects that I wanted to do. And then Lovin came along and I applied and now we're here. So <laughs> nice. there we go. <laughs> and we'll open up about it yes. a bit deeper as well yep. once we once we go into it. Yeah. Um, uh, Madeline. Hi. Hello. Um, <laughs> so shall I start by first focusing on um, how I started on social media? So essentially, uh, when I initially had an account on Instagram, I started seeing on my explore page, especially most of the models. I've been a model for 13 years, by the way. So 
um, all the models I used to see on social media were like heavily tanned. So it was based on everyone just having this perfect, like picture perfect golden skin. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so shy. And even in Malta, like living in a Mediterranean island, a lot of yeah. people just tell me, you need some sun, you're too pale, <laughs> are you sick? If I don't have yeah, like any makeup yeah. on. And I started like posting photos of me with no makeup or just having like bikini photos with no no fake tan and like just having my pure pale skin. And I started getting like a lot of attention for it because I used to post like, hey, it's fine to be pale. Pale skin is also beautiful, even though like at that time the, the standard seems to be like golden skin. I used to get like adverts for spray tans and, you know, having this, you know, you're bombarded with the fact that you're not pretty enough for mm-hmm. for that standard. And that's where like my career on social media started because I started g- gaining a lot of following like from Malta and even like from abroad. And I was like, okay, what do I do with this? You know, yeah. because I, I had been modeling for a while, but I didn't know how to go from modeling to social media. So yeah, that's like my social media story. So basically you got to that point by just being yourself and yes, going exactly. against the Yes, exactly, by coincidence. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's amazing. And Tarian? Um, I didn't really come here prepared to tell everyone a story, but I think oh, you lovely. you described myself quite well. I've done, I've delved into a lot of different parts of media. Um, I've learned a lot. I'm still learning. Um, but actually, my social media story started when I was an actress. I had done a, a famous, well, Malta famous, so half a million <laughs> population kind of famous um, TV series called Strada Stretta, and. Um, Uh, Actually, to be fair, before that even started, I was ready to give up on TV totally. Um, I had a very, um, I wouldn't say a very good experience in something before. And I said, you know, I I just don't think TV is for me. I had always done stage. I love stage. I sing and act before, sing and dance before I act. So anyway, but then we got to a point where social media started to boom and started sharing my life, things I love, what I'm doing. And here we are today. So it's been quite a, a journey and kind of, I think as much as social media has grown, I have as well. Yeah. And I've learned things along the way. And now I feel like if I go, could go back and tell myself things, I probably would. But then again, it's you always a lesson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but that's me. Amazing. <laughs> and now I'm a radio host. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which so, is crazy. Azat, and you've been a radio host for four, four years, years now, right? now, Yeah, with Bay. Um, I went from having a Saturday show and now I have a daily show, which is a drive show, which is one of the main two shows, which is quite exciting because I yeah. get to be, but at the same time, you um, you have to really sort of distinguish between your real life and radio because you're there to make people happy and excited and sometimes you might have a bad day and you have to just look past it, which is obviously fun because I get to go there and my mood changes instantly because I have to, but at the same time, you have to sort of differentiate between what is your life and what is your working life mm-hmm. because the intertwining is it happens quite regularly especially with social media mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of yep. yeah amazing okay we're off to a very very great start <laughs> we've already brought up a lot of points which which I want to touch upon um throughout the show so Haley, I want to start with you so your experience inspires me so much I think because I literally also went into a similar um field mm-hmm. also at a young age but yep. not as young as you yep so you joined one of malta's biggest media houses when you were just 16 years old yes but before that you had gone viral i can say yes. for speaking about <laughs> like body positivity and your experience mm-hmm. and empowering others as well so tell us a bit like how did you end up on social media so early on in your life like i said basically um i had so much free time because i stopped school and COVID was starting to kick off and I decided I was looking to be honest it started with me looking at Pinterest that's where it started um looking at models like everyone's like their legs are perfect my my main eczema is in my legs um but I decided to just post about it and see I wasn't expecting anything of it I was just like hey this is what I look like like Mm -hmm. because I never posted anything about it and then it just kind of went all over. Um, yeah. <laughs> and like further, furthermore, like to this, like mm-hmm. what was your experience with like embarking on such a high stress job as well? Yeah. While you were still 16 yeah. years old. With the, with the Exema post, I realized the impact social media can have. So when I went to Lovin, I realized 
if you post something, people are going to, going to react to it. Whether it's you have a small following or a big one, people are still going to react. They will comment, they will share, they will not comment, they will hate it, whatever. Everyone will have an opinion on whatever you post online. Um, with Lovin, it's made, it made me realize the impact and the power it can have. It can be a good one and a very negative one. So I've come to understand um, the importance of seeing what you're posting and being aware of what you're posting, mm-hmm. not posting something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, like, how do you cope as well? Like you literally live on social media, like yeah. you work on social media. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's been a bit of a tough mental journey where I've had to stop and my day ends at a certain time and my life starts at a certain time. Mm-hmm. I can't keep on going 24 hours of my life looking at social media, thinking of posts and thinking of ideas. I, At some point I, I was going to burn out, which mm-hmm. I did. Um, so you have to find that balance between um, your life and your work, mm-hmm. which is quite difficult because basically now our lives is on social media. Yeah. So every anything, if I stop work, I'm going to go on my phone the second mm-hmm. after. So you have to find that balance between working and your life, mm-hmm. which I'm still fi- trying to find the balance of doing, but we're getting there. <laughs> Madeline, mm-hmm. you literally work, like you mentioned it before, 45 hours a week inside a lab. But yes. then <laughs> you also have 100 and 40,000 followers on Instagram. That can't be easy to manage. Yes, in fact, like at the moment, I'm focusing more on my full-time career as a scientist, as a, it's called quality control analyst, and not giving much attention to social media because it's either or. And my job at the moment, since I want to continue advancing in it, like I'm doing a master's and eventually like I want to do my, my own thing as well, Um, I need my time to focus and concentrate and I can't stay you know if I'm at work if I'm in a lab like I'm, I'm usually wearing a mask gloves you know specs lab coat you know everything is just protected because I can't be you know damaged by hazardous chemicals that, that I work with I can't have my phone with me so most of the time I just differentiate and then when I'm off from work which is usually like a 10 hour shift I, I'm just not in the right state of mind to stay checking my social media. So if I am like interested in posting on social media throughout like the previous five years, I would say I have to be cautious of what to post. But also I realized that since I was getting a lot of attention, you know, posting bikini photos and, you know, some extra male attention that I was not mm-hmm. ready for, I realized that like sex cells right so I can actually start posting opinions that are valuable to me like the importance on beekeeping and conservation of bees and any other insect to be honest because they're all important (laughs) yeah Um, (laughs) and just the protection of nature conservation and people start to react react positively to them and I was like okay so it's not just my body right because Being a model, it's all about how you look and you're made to think like nothing matters about what you say. But then since I was getting sort of like validation, if there's like a better word for it, um, that I have like good opinions and I'm sharing a positive message Mm -hmm. and people are really interested. And that's how I feel. I like I am a bit influential when people actually tell me that I am influential, not because I, you know, state myself Mm -hmm. as an influencer. And I'm like, okay, wow, someone has been positively affected. Like mm-hmm. I, I used to get messages from young girls telling me, listen, I chose biology and chemistry because, oh, because awesome. you, you used to That's speak so about biology and chemistry so much. And I, I still do sometimes if I have the time. And I feel so happy. Like it makes yeah. me feel so wholesome mm-hmm. yeah. that mm-hmm. someone actually decided that their career or maybe their mm-hmm. that's the subject that they decided to study on was because of me. So it just... It leaves me with such a positive vibe, honestly. So before you were doing more influencing when it comes to products and brands, right? Yes, when I was a student and I had more time on myself, 
um eventually like if i have more time or if i have like a better balance like time management mm-hmm. i would go back to working with brands if i believe in the brand i mean i always worked with brands that i believe mm-hmm. but i can be even more selective seeing like how they how their carbon footprint is like mm-hmm. what you know kind of products they they are promoting because i don't want to necessarily post something that is you know like fast fashion or over consumerism yeah. yeah. even though it can be a good buck essentially for me and I, i could essentially work as an influencer and not having to work in the lab but morally i just really wanted to focus on being a scientist mm-hmm. after all i mean testing on medicines pharmaceutical drugs um is super important and i feel like i'm con- contributing to humanity a bit more perhaps eventually i'll want to you know speak more about what i do mm-hmm. uh, like for example in beekeeping and you know the gardening that i do and sometimes agriculture like i want to speak more on that i'm just in the process of you know looking for a better like balance, balance. Yes. yeah because each the thing is then an issue that i was you know um introduced to on social media was when you post bikini photos or you know the the content that people want to see or that m- some men want to see you get the algorithm it's favoring you you know you get boosted you go on the explore yeah. page but when i like post on beekeeping unfortunately not everyone is interested there are a couple of people like who mm-hmm. follow me mm-hmm. actually not a couple a lot of people follow me for the nature related things mm-hmm. but you know i i am a bit Like, I'm not just looking forward if I know that the Instagram algorithm is just not going to push it. So mm-hmm. it's yeah. something that we all need to, like, It's a reality, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. with a lot Definitely. of things on social media, that's really how it is. Yeah. Unfortunately, the right thing doesn't really sell. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem when it comes to kind of thinking about who you are and what you want to promote. Because, I mean, obviously, it, it's not fun when something mm-hmm. doesn't do well, especially mm-hmm. if it's something yeah. that means so much to you. Exactly. exactly. Like when you're you know? so passionate yeah. about exactly. something and why are people not seeing this? You know, I, I've yeah. talked, why don't people understand? So like, why Why is it that something that is so, I mean, futile if you think about it, does so well and then something which means so much to you and make mm-hmm. can make so much of a difference in people's lives. You know, why do people disregard it? It's kind of ironic then because people might actually attack you about those things and you think, It's crazy, yeah. you know? Yep. So on this note, did you like ever feel as if you've become a bit of a slave to the algorithm? Like you're just posting things that you know the algorithm will pick yes. up? Yeah, <laughs> sometimes sure. I, I think I think it's only natural that sometimes you catch yourself doing it because you want to please the people mm. who are behind it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that's a big part of what social media really is, you know? And you kind of really have to stand your ground and mm-hmm. be much more self-aware of what you want to be promoting and how, the way you want to not be perceived, but the way you want people to know who you really are. And social media, there's a very fine line b- between who you are and what people perceive you to be. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, coming on to you now because I have a question <laughs> for you so you're often on the radio or even modeling for different campaigns like yeah. I see you around sometimes but you mainly use your Instagram for documenting your travels yeah and I want to hear a bit like when did your account start growing and what is it like to document most of your life um I actually gonna I'm gonna take you a bit of a while back because I think social media and women it's a very love-hate relationship social me actually media and women in general for a, quite a while I just strived to be perfect and strive for perfection and for people's approval just because in in media and in entertainment in general you're trained to be happy if people praise you mm-hmm. and that's something that's ignited in you and you kind of automatically I was fulfilled by approval and that happens a lot in social media as well mm-hmm. so it's taken me a really long time to come out of this idea that you know your platform is your own and you post what you want and it's on your own terms and I'm not posting things just because people want to see it mm-hmm. but then you get pressure mm-hmm. you know you get pressure from you people expecting yep. you to be what they want you to be And it kind of, there's a fine line because obviously you, people follow you for a reason. And it's nice that you get their approval and people say, mm-hmm. hey, now well done for posting this or like, this is really great. And by the same time, do you think, am I doing it for them or am I doing it for me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's something that you really have to think about. I think 
sometimes maybe we do things for other people but like with travel that's like my little niche and that's my baby and that's where I get to be myself because I love travel always have um when I was in grade five at school I had this teacher who was obsessed with India and she just made me feel so alive you know she was she was the only person who I felt understood me and I understood my passions and how like wild I was as a kid (laughs) And then obviously I had to conform to the normity of yeah. what I was expected of me. But for a while, I just felt very free. And I always associated travel with that freeness, mm-hmm. you know, of like getting out of your comfort zone, meeting new people, going to new places, exploring. And I get to be myself. Mm-hmm. And that's maybe why I think people see me much more comfortable posting and sharing when I'm traveling. Because there's no stress and there's no, you know, you have to do this or you have to do that or... I just can be myself and kind of the social media thing just happened so quickly for me and it, it wasn't really pl- I, I never imagined first of all Instagram to be what it is today yeah you know back when I started posting it was just fun and photos and everything was so light and airy and nowadays yeah. there's so much weight to yeah. everything mm-hmm. you post yeah. so what you, hashtags should I use yeah, exactly <laughs> and it's not just that it's what like emojis do I put in the caption what am I coming across as yeah if I post this what does this say about me So there's a lot more thought that goes into it than most people can imagine and think apart from the time. Ashina, this comment of, ah, but you know, content creating isn't a job. No, of course it's not a job. It's many jobs. You know, what you would, so if, if you have a juice, let's say, and you're giving it to a company, a marketing company, it goes through many different stages. It goes through the, the thought process, it goes through somebody creating a strategy, somebody coming up with a design, something, someone taking photography, a model, editing, Whereas when you give it to a content creator, she does all of that or he does all of that. Yeah. So yeah, it's not one job, it's many jobs. And, many and it's jobs. exciting because you get to see a product from beginning to end. You get to work with people you love, amazing brands. So there's also the good side of it. Mm-hmm. But then you get people, there's, they always have something to say. And yeah. unfortunately, I have come to realize now at the age of 29 that you cannot please everyone. And they've said this to me over and over again. But I came into this industry as an actress and molding was my specialty. I was great at it. I would mold into a character. And thankfully, I always had the good characters, the pretty little ones, the ones who always brought a lot of love and attention. So I was never demonized as a person. So when maybe my first, you know, attack came or my first hate comment came, it was a shock to me. Mm. How could these people be saying something like that when... They don't even know me. It's like yeah. if you had to sit with me in a room, you know, I'm a very opinionated person. Like with my friends, I'm, I, I'll be the first one to, op, you know, to give a comment about anything that's current or yeah. an affair. But then on social media, I have to be very careful what I say because no matter what you say, sometimes people are just going to have something to say. Always. So, always. <laughs> always. Whether it's good or it's bad, they will always, always have comment. something to say. And you cannot be everyone's favorite person. And that took me a very long time to understand Because obviously, coming into this industry as a people pleaser, <laughs> it's it's hard to take Very. to just take a step back and say no. But this is how I feel, and this is what I think, and I don't have to prove myself. Because what's more, there are so many more important things. What's most important, mm-hmm. people around me know who I really am, and the people who follow me know who I am. So you know, I I don't have a doubt about it. I mean, they know me. They can hear me on the radio every day. Mm-hmm. They know who I am. But it's. You have to take it, and it's not as easy as yeah. people think. Yeah. It comes with the Josh. People say, "Ah, if you're online, if you're social media, you're bound to be attacked." Yes, but why do we have to attack people? Why do we find it in ourselves to have to always have something to say? And people say, "Ah, sure, sure, Malta." It's not. It's around the world. You see big, huge stars yep. getting attacked and being cancelled. You know, so that's everyone's fear is to be cancelled. Obviously, so you're careful about what you say, what how, how you bring yourself out to be. And yeah, it's a delicate subject, I guess. Brilliant. So on this note, um, you two, have you ever felt that you had to limit like what you say on social media because of the way that it might come across? Yes, especially working in a in one of the one of the island's biggest media houses. You have to For me, I don't really post as much as I want to on my personal account as it I it just gets too much after work. I, I'm always on my phone. I don't want to go home and be on my phone again. But I've there has been certain um, instances where something big, big has happened in the country and I've limited myself from commenting because I don't want someone else to come and attack me and be like, you, yeah. you're saying this and you're from loving. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. I've I've taken a step back before. So been there done that. <laughs> I, I just keep getting myself in trouble. <laughs> and what about you? Yes, I've had to limit myself after like I had two major things that happened on social media and I started getting hundreds of hate comments. And one of them was on on the fact that I commented on the murder of Lasana sis back in 2019, I think yeah. it was. Yeah. And it was posted on a local media website that influencers, states, Maltese yeah. man, blah, blah, blah. And the fact that I assumed that it was a Maltese man, in fact, it was a Maltese man. So I guess I was correct. But in the comments, they were like, how does she know? Should she, should she be like with the police mm-hmm. at the moment? Because she seems to know more information than the rest. I was like, I will never, like, I will be so much more careful what to say Mm -hmm. about anything that is, like, racism, uh, bird hunting. And once there was a story, like, that it also ended up on social media and I I got so much hate from fellow biologists, by the way, and, uh, like, fellow, like, uh, entomology lovers. I posted a photo of a chameleon that I found in the middle of the street somewhere in Sejiwi and I took a photo with it. It was so cute. It was crossing the road and I stopped the car immediately. Like There were no other cars. It's a very quiet road. And uh, I like waited for it to cross the road and then at the end like I picked him up and you know. Apparently the chameleon in Malta is an invasive species but it's protected. <laughs> so technically you cannot touch it. It's illegal to touch a protected species. But at the same time, it's an invasive species. So it means that it's uh, it's eating eggs of sp- certain birds and a lot of other like uh, local wildlife. So this uh, media website posted influencer and uh, model saves chameleon. And in the comments, they're like, oh, they never made an article about me. I saved so many. And yeah. then it was posted on this local entomology group and people were getting... Like, they were writing so much judgmental things. Oh, who does she think she is? She's a model. Like, what does she know about nature? Mind you, I was a biology student at that time yeah. at university. <laughs> so anyway. And I was like, okay, from this day on, I'll be so much more careful to whatever. But but even then, like, whatever you say, like she said, like Taryn yeah, said, yeah. you will always get hateful. And it's always. such a pity. Yeah. So you, oh, you so limit yourself. Then. I was so scared. Like, f- yeah. from both instances, I was mm-hmm. like... I just posted it. It was on my Facebook, by the way, so it wasn't even posted on Instagram. They just shared it without telling me on, you know, a local media website. And I was just shocked to see an article about me labeling me as an influencer. And at that time, I'm not sure now, but when there's the word content creator and influencer, uh, hate. she's an influencer, like, who the... Like they, yeah. Unfortunately, uh-huh. yeah, the connotation with the word influencer is so yeah. negative, especially in Malta, yeah. that it's kind of even us as content creators, people who have influence on social media, we kind of feel awkward saying like, you know what, I actually don't want to be associated because it has such a bad connotation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like Madeline, I mean, they don't even know her story. She's probably the most qualified person to talk about these things. Exactly. <laughs> so like the fact that you would belittle somebody and you have yeah. no idea, like no idea how knowledgeable she is in those things yeah you know and the same thing happens with anything mm-hmm. Taif, Mela, when something happens in the country so let's see the influencers post let's see the content and then when they do they, they get hate for it and yeah. unfortunately the media outlets don't help because they slam it on the front pages and obviously for them it's clickbait it's great you know mm-hmm. but it's just we can't like nobody can win mm-hmm. and it's yeah. it's just so sad because it's ironic so do you want people who have a following to speak or do you want them to just feed your ego yeah yeah when you want it and when you need it but you have to remember there's a person behind it a real true human being and yes maybe they are up for scrutiny when they deserve it but more than than not they don't yeah they're just trying to live their life and share it and maybe help somebody along the way and honestly like maybe Madeline's story helps people actually think, oh, you know what? Biology and chemistry aren't nerdy subjects. They're great Great subjects. And you can have a modeling career while doing it. You can have a following while doing it. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. If people can look at me and say, okay, you know, girls are considered to be bimbo-ish on radio and this on radio, and then they hear me speak and my opinion matters, then maybe they'll say, you know what? Actually, that's not the real truth. And I'd love to be on radio because... That's just a huge problem we have. Yeah. Women do not want to be on radio because they're always being judged. Yep. And the worst is they're being judged by other women. And that's the most that's hurtful the thing. Worst. And so, okay, on this note, like, do you ever feel as if your 
careers, for example, like your modeling or your content creation, does it ever diminish your opinion? Like, for sure. Just people get this kind of impression that 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 you're dumb, maybe. For sure. Do you the ever feel that directed that towards you? If I were you? dumb, I wouldn't make have made a business out of it. Yeah, exactly. So, and did, did you ever feel that? I mean, then when I tell them, listen, I'm studying sciences and I have a career as a scientist, they're like a bit silenced. So, <laughs> but beforehand, they would have judged you. Yes, yeah, so of automatically, like each time I'm labeled as just a model, influencer, content creator, whatever, local social media personality, mm-hmm. that's the automatic assumption. Yeah. Or if they see me as like somewhat pretty, automatically she can't be pretty and you know a bit intelligent smart. she's just dumb she has to <laughs> yeah. be right because it yeah. wants to fit like their idea of what they mm-hmm. expect what they to expect be. you to yeah. be i feel like in malta it's quite difficult to be a content creator an influencer whatever and still have an opinion they they don't go together in this country for some reason which, which is I don't why really get. so many people don't speak out on affairs exactly because they're scared of getting attacked mm-hmm. because there's a stereotype because why right? would I put my 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 sort of reputation on the line mm-hmm. yeah but that's where age and <laughs> knowledge comes in and having learned yeah. so many things you know I realized in the last two years that my voice matters and mm-hmm. I want to use it for good and if that means I get three hate comments and ten good ones so that's great <laughs> and if it means I get all the hate comments in the world at least I would have spoken my mind and at the end of the day that's what matters because I want to go home and in future when I have kids I want my kids to be proud of me I want to be on the right side of history and if that means using my voice and maybe not pleasing everyone now I can say so what yeah yeah So that literally brings me to my next question. So at this point, you've all established the answer for me. Like you do believe <laughs> in the power of using your platform to speak out about the matters close to your hearts. But mm-hmm. I'd like you all to take it in turns, like name a moment where you actually used your platform to speak out about something which is close, like the, which you believe in. Mm-hmm. And you actually saw some uh, some fruitful like outcomes. I would say from my personal account, I'm not talking about Lovens because it just covers everything. Um, my, I would say my my exam post. It's been a while, but I still, I still get uh, comments about it. I still get people coming up to me and you're like, you know, you're from this. Um, but then I also posted. I'm remembering now um, about sexual harassment. Remember, yeah. um, I ha- I had written on my back, no means no. Mm-hmm. And when there was a case in Malta, I think of uh, Bernice, if I'm not n- not mistaken, people were sharing that post from like two years ago, which I was still like. And Ill- these got thousands of reactions yes, like yes, on a yes. small account. Yes, so yes. it goes to show yeah, that exactly anything, the impact. Yeah. And th- I think that was my, was like, I was actually, my my post was sending a message, a good message um, for people to stop. So I would say that was my uh, biggest highlight. Amazing. What about you, Taryn? I don't know. <laughs> um, I've spoken about a few things. I mean, I used to have a, co- a podcast which spoke about female issues. And I think one of them was um, about the way women are sort of treated in general and on the workplace and in their in their personal lives. But the most recent ones, I had also spoken about um, uh, the, the murder of Daphne Caruana Galizia, which obviously had mixed reactions from people, but I just spoke my mind. And, you know, when you attend protests and when you attend certain things, you don't always... You know, you have to think about it. You have to think about, listen, this am I doing it for myself or am I doing it because everyone is doing it? Because then that doesn't become your opinion. That just becomes... Everyone's. Exactly. Everyone you're a sheep. Like we're parroting yeah. as well. You know? Yeah. But recently I spoke up about something which is very close to my house, which is my house. Mm. So my house is my baby. I have been working in it for five years. I bought it alone when I was 24. And now here I am hoping to move in next month. But um, recently there was a grant being given, a scheme actually, um, and obviously as happened two years ago, or I think three, the last time it came out, um, in the span of 60 seconds, or six, not even, two minutes, it was gone. So obviously this year it happened again, and um, I was so angry, and I was so upset, and I think a lot of people were, and obviously yeah. I spoke up mm. about it, and I said, listen, it's impossible, how is it that my architect who's a lovely lady i work with a lot of females actually which is strange in the building and construction yeah. um, industry but i do yeah. and you know she logged in in literally 
it, in 60 seconds, it logged her back out. And the next time she was logged in, all the funds were gone. That was two oh, minutes God. later. Yeah. So it was a bit, I was, I thought, this is impossible. This is, mm. it's a joke. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. And there were people who managed to get 20 applications in and people who didn't even manage one. Whoa. So it just didn't make any sense. So obviously I took to social media and I said, I'm so disappointed. I really hoped because at the end of the day, I mean, if you think about it, we're, when I when I bought my house, I was 24 years old. I had just come out of university. I had my first job. I really worked super hard to get my mm. my down payment in, get mm. everything done. I bought in a UCA area. I'm trying to conserve an old house. It takes a lot more money and time. Hello, five years yeah. of even trying to get your, your permits done, trying to find the right builders. People screw you over because you're a young female and you have no idea. You're trying to learn. Yep. You know, I would watch videos on end to try and understand if you you know, and I, so that I could go on and be knowledgeable and prove that, listen, just because I'm young and I'm female doesn't mean you can, you know, take me for granted and kind no. of like take me for a ride and I have to pay extra money. So it's not easy. And even if you're not alone, even if you're two people or if you're a male, it doesn't matter. It's not an easy, an easy task. So why are we encouraging people to buy in UCA areas in to invest in a project which seems to be never-ending when we're not ready to back them up, when we promise them things and we don't deliver. And that just saddened me because I thought, how am I supposed to go on my social media and tell people, yes, invest in old houses. It's, it's good. It's great. You'll, you know, there are grants. When I haven't even been granted one thing that I've been promised. Yeah. So, you know, so I kind of took to social media and... A lot of things happen then um, over time and on the, you know, now now they're looking into it, etc. I'm not saying that was m- on, because of me. You contributed to I'm it. I'm just yeah. saying yeah, it was important. just nice to hear from other people saying, I'm going to do the same thing. I was really hurt today. I was really disappointed today. And yeah, so that was something that meant a lot to me and I didn't think I would get any coverage on it. It was just something that I wanted to share. In fact, I, I looked horrible in that photo they were sharing of me. Oh my, I was in my car after a long day. I was distraught. I was just so exhausted. I just felt like, why am I even doing this at this point? You know, I love my house, but obviously it was just an exhausting process. Yeah. But yeah, at the end of the day, I think I was just happy that I spoke about it. And maybe not everyone agreed. People who got their grants are very happy. And obviously I'm happy for them. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that somebody is getting something out of it. Mm-hmm. But my frustration led to other people sort of, I think, acknowledging like, listen, okay, one, it's not always a good day. Like, we all go through things on social media. Yep. And um, I think that's something that's quite real, you know. So, yeah, so my house, it's a hopefully, in, in a month, I'll be saying, it was worth it. It was great. Like, <laughs> And then you'll get more coverage. Siren <laughs> <laughs> is finally happy oh, about her house. No, I hope not. I'll just be like, he's the, the first one who ever moved into her house. <laughs> but that's part of, that's a, of life, yeah. I guess, on social. What about you? Like, um, you speak a lot about the environment yes. and the culture, and it's quite refreshing to actually see mm-hmm. people with, mm-hmm. with a big following talking about these things, because mm-hmm. they're often, like... Um, I mean, I one particular story I have was when I attended the protest of the Centrelink project, and I took a photo with a painting that someone did, yeah. and it ended up being on the cover of Times of Malta, and obviously I didn't know about it. I like, remember. I just saw the newspaper and saw myself on the front co- on the like front page um i'm not afraid to get political even though like i've had some negative things happen um i i still you know encourage people to speak yeah. about their opinions on these things because when you have such a following you can be influential and you can affect a lot of people and even in certain areas where i feel i am educated on I can pass on knowledge. You know, if I don't know that much, I'm not going to be, you know, all, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. trying to 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 sound experienced if I'm not. But if, if it's something that I'm truly passionate about, which is, you know, the lack of trees that we have in Malta. Um, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure to just show my opinions and strongly. And even if they, if, even if they're going to send like hate comments. Yeah. Honestly, in that time, I don't really care, even though some sometimes they end up being very like hurtful and insulting. It's because ultimately that post still affected them, you know, and uh, it gets shared more and more people see. And to me, the most important thing is to show my love for nature and for the fact that we need to protect what we yep. what we already have. If not, we have left. try to add more <laughs> to it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. 
So on this topic, like you mentioned, the the hateful comments, like these can get very exhausting. So I want to address this um, during this show, like negative experiences, like did social media ever feel toxic? Really? It's definitely gotten in my head mentally. Um, I've had to take breaks um, because the news cycle just gets a bit too heavy sometimes. It always does. There's it's news. You have the good and the bad, but mostly it's bad news. Um, I've had to take a break for myself because I just couldn't handle it anymore. In a sense, it was I was always thinking about what's happening, and it's all in my head. And I'm just like that's sick. I I I was burnt out. I couldn't. I can't do it anymore. And so I've had that relationship with with social media where I need to limit myself um, to what I can absorb because even though I'm I'm doing the stuff with my I can do them with my eyes closed mm-hmm. I'm still absorbing all this information mm-hmm. and it just gets too much sometimes so that's my toxic relationship with with social media and like when you take a break it does help it does help but you can't take like a 30 minute break and you call it a day you need yeah. like a good week to reset yeah. to kind of see what you're what you've been absorbing what you've been thinking you need to do like some evaluation of yourself and be like hey take a take a break mm-hmm. <laughs> take a pause and then you can get back to the to the day again mm-hmm. so yeah yeah and it's important to take breaks especially, especially when yes, dealing with yes, social media yes, absolutely you can't you can't me personally i don't know about you too but i need to take a break from social media i can't spend my my 18 year old uh, life For spending sure. all the time on my phone like I just to me a lot of people my age especially um Gen Zers um they absorb a lot and a lot of social media like especially young children yeah. they're 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 scrolling on TikTok at like four years old and I'm yeah. like yeah. and we <laughs> we already had social media when we were teenagers exactly, exactly. So, so the generation after me yeah so before after whatever yeah <laughs> um uh-huh. so that's it yeah and i think madeline because you mentioned it before like you're posting much less now at this point mm-hmm. like it's evident that you're prioritizing different aspects of yes. your life as well so do you relate at all to this like what was the reason why you had to pull back a bit from social media and were there any moments where you felt it toxic or that it was exhausting you I mean, at this point now that I slow down, it's not really that toxic for me anymore. Even the content that you engage with, it will, uh, you know, give it to the algorithm so that you get like similar content. So I get a lot of educational beekeeping, agricultural videos, which I really appreciate because it's like having a lecture, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but an entertaining lecture. But I've had a really toxic relationship with social media when, I mean, once I spoke about against uh, bird hunting and uh, I ended up receiving death threats oh wow so that really shook me like because some people who are sending these death threats actually know where I live and where I live is surrounded by people who you know engage in this hobby a lot they see it as a traditional hobby I mean to me I can understand the the tradition aspect but Mm -hmm. when you're killing you know super rare birds that never come here and now they're almost extinct because of these people I am super against it and it doesn't really matter because at the end of the day everyone's entitled to their own opinion and just because someone doesn't agree with you doesn't mean you can kill them I mean this is ridiculous when it gets to that point I I am terrified you know so I have to stay take a step back and be more careful (laughs) but also I, I can say something about the toxic relationship with social media and hate comments there was actually a study carried out and we get like a dopamine hit mm-hmm. each time we, we get a notification yep. so this is why a lot of people who are hated on social media still stay on social media and still post like controversial things because they want to mm-hmm. because they start feeding of the hate comments and it's so, so- it's so weird it's addictive eh? it's addictive so Uh they get addicted to that dopamine like it's a biological thing that happens inside of them but even if it's a positive or negative to them if it's negative it's controversial so they get more coverage for it so uh, i mean being controversial for the wrong thing i mean that would be an issue for a lot Mm -hmm. of people but for some it seems to be they you know thrive of it yeah in my Mm -hmm. case no i just want a peaceful life and 
my current life is very packed and busy and stressful that I want to use social media to chill and, you know, see cottagecore reels and just (laughs) dream of having a cottage (laughs) and a back garden, all the things about roses, bees, and I'm just, I take it as a positive entertainment for me. And what about you, Tarian? I mean, social media has its good and its bad. Otherwise, it wouldn't be still around. You know, so obviously my main platform is Instagram. The only thing that social media definitely is, is it's 24-7. Yes. So it has created a culture of you are available at any time. And it's also, I think, in reality, social media has really made people believe a lot that um, people are nonstop. So if you see somebody posting constantly, Mm -hmm. continuously, then that person is continuously doing those things and constantly doing those things. So it's also, I think we live in a certain culture where, I mean, I literally, this, this touched me this morning and I posted it and I think it's good to probably mention at this point that exhaustion and burnout are seen as a sign of success. And it's not the case. Just like anything, if anyone who has social media can mm-hmm. consider themselves to have a part-time job because that's the amount of energy it yep. drains from you. So just like any other job, you need your time out. Mm-hmm. And if you're constantly connected, it drains you without you even realizing social media is engulfing. You just become part of a cycle. Mm-hmm. And it, if you don't want it to stop, it just won't stop. Mm-hmm. It's never going to say, listen, hey, time's up. Like, bye, see you. Unless you obviously set that notification and that reminder. Yeah. In reality, mm-hmm. it's the kind of thing that you can just go on for hours and hours and hours and keep absorbing material. So sometimes, yes, you have to take a step back. Um, and I mean, I think everyone has done it in reality. I do it. I do it sometimes even on a, a more regular basis just because I like to post things in the evening when I'm relaxed mm-hmm. at home. I like to, if I'm going out for dinner, enjoy my family and my friends. And then if I want to post about it, I'll post about it later, which means obviously sometimes my stories go up at like midnight or 1 a.m. or 5 a.m. when I wake yeah. up and they're just crazy yeah. hours. People think, you're not at the beach at this time. No, I'm not, <laughs> obviously. But, um, but I think it's just I want to do things in my own time. Yeah. And in the beginning, I used to feel like there was a certain trend that, and I I believe Madeline remembers that, that people posted in real time a lot. First of all, that was exhausting. And second of all, it came to a point where it wasn't even safe. Mm -hmm. People knew where you were, Mm -hmm. knew who you were with, what you were doing. And it kind of became like before, I think I used to share a lot more of my personal life on social media. Then I realized the more things you keep private, the more they're kind of safe and you can keep them to yourselves, including my relationship. Um... So yeah, so that's something that I've really learned along the years. Now, I think people take much more time to post a bit later and take mm-hmm. their time and maybe don't feel like there's so much pressure yeah. in posting in real time. And I think that's a culture that we've helped create as well as content creators. Yeah. We've shown people that, hey, listen, you don't have to be, you know, we're in whatever country, amazing country you're visiting and have to post everything there and then, you know, don't stress yourself. You can do it in your own time yeah. if you want to. <laughs> it's going to, your platform is still going to be there. If yeah. you want to post a week later, do it. If you don't, if you want to post your family or friends, do it. If you don't, then don't. You don't have yep. to feel pressured by what everyone expects of you. This mm-hmm. is your platform, yep. like we said before. And you're allowed to do things on your own terms, you know. So that's something that I think has just taken me a while to learn. And yeah. again, I'm always learning and nobody's perfect. I'm definitely not perfect. Mm-hmm. I find myself scrolling and getting addicted and then realizing, but I, what did I really come here to do? Ah, yes, yeah. I have to send this person this thing. <laughs> you know, and I, that would be an yeah. hour later. And I'm thinking, why am I like this? Why? You know, but it is addicting. Of course yeah. it is. Yes. And yeah. that's what, I mean, it's a marketing profile. That's what people are feeding on. That's how people make money off it because it is addicting. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I, I catch myself looking at people dressed in a certain way. I think, that top is so nice. I have to go get it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know? And I, it happened to me recently with another multi content creator. I saw her wearing a dress and I literally went and bought it because it was so pretty. And now I'm so glad because it's perfect. It fits so perfectly. <laughs> and, uh, but still, you know, you maybe I didn't need yeah. that dress. But it is part of the culture that that, yeah. that social media yeah. is. You just have to really realize that you can do it and have it and operate it on your own terms. Yeah. Mm. So you pretty much just answered my next question because I wanted to hear <laughs> <Sorry>. a bit. <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's fine. I love when that happens. How do you navigate the pressure of presenting a curated version of yourself on social media versus being authentic? Like, do you feel like you can strike a balance, Haley? Yes, as in you should have a balance between your your social media self and your real life self. 
ideally they're the same person. Yeah. Ideally your social media self is your real authentic self. But I don't at this day and age, I don't think there's that balance yet. Um I think some people, unfortunately, when you meet them, they can be really rude and they can be really aggressive or whatever. And then on social media, they're a total different person. Mm -hmm. So I think we still need to find that balance. I think especially in this country as well, um, where you have to be your real self on social media. Because I think even personally, you can see like, can start putting on different masks you can put your i'm an influencer mask <laughs> or i'm i'm mark i'm promoting this juice or something so you need to find that balance between your real self and mm -hmm. your social media self mm -hmm. Tyrone? yeah i think i agree a hundred percent i think it's a very tricky thing because obviously you want to be yourself at every point of the day but then there are moments where you feel vulnerable or where you feel like you've had a bad day I don't speak much on Instagram like actual speaking when I do I sound very goofy and mad but that's kind of who I am so I always think oh maybe I shouldn't have said that but anyway <laughs> but I now I know that people who are there don't expect me to speak yeah. on a daily basis some people do and that really works for them and that's great but it's not always the case mm -hmm. Then again, with brands, for example, like you were saying, you know, some people put on masks, but that's mm -hmm. something that you really have to learn over time. And I think that, again, nobody's mastered. I, I feel like I definitely haven't. Sometimes I have to think and take a step back and think, okay, do I really want to work with this brand? Do I really believe in this product? You know, I mean, I've had offers, great, great offers from really super companies that I've thought, you know, this doesn't really fit who I am or it doesn't make sense with my life. Um, And I've had to take a step back and say, okay, it's a great deal, mm -hmm. but it's just not who I want to be, mm -hmm. or it's not mm -hmm. who I really am. Because even that, like, do you do you not take on certain companies because of the way people might think of you, or it's because you don't believe in them yourself? And that's another question that kind of, am I doing it for them or am I doing it for me? Yeah, mm -hmm. it always boils down yeah. to that, eh? Yep. And sometimes you just have to take a step back because like we said, social media is engulfing mm -hmm. and you kind of end up doing things like, Sometimes I see people saying, oh, what do you want to see from me? And I get it. Some platforms are are just for that. But my platform started for a totally different reason. Mm -hmm. It started with me sharing things I loved. So I don't ever want to stop doing that because I feel like people love something else. So now I have to share something else. Mm -hmm. You know, it, and it happens with everything, with food, with, with outfits, with everything. So, for example, with travel, like that's something I've always loved to do. And that's, I know, is my safe space. Mm -hmm. So... But yes, it is a tricky situation and you really have to try and think to yourself, is this who I am? Is this my authentic self? But then I, I know content creators who are just happy selling things mm -hmm. and that works for them. Mm -hmm. So in reality, I think everyone has their own way. And as much as we try to always be ourselves, you can't preach to people to do what you expect out of them. Mm -hmm. So it kind of has to be like, listen, this is my platform. How do I want to operate it? How do I want it to help people do I even want it to help people or is it just a marketing platform yeah. yep. there are two different ways of going about it you know because like companies have a social media then people do as well but then the audience has to be clever enough to realize this and this is a selling profile and this is a lifestyle profile yeah. she's sharing her life whether she likes it or not her opinions on issues or not some people don't do that and that's fine that works for them some people mm -hmm. speak some people don't yeah so It's a learning curve and I think there's a very fine line, but it's it's a very subjective thing. It's a, yeah. like a personal experience, mm -hmm. eh? And we're all like personalizing it for ourselves. Exactly. So, exactly. What about you, Madeline? What so do you I think? Um, since I don't post my personal life as much, I mean, there's still like a balance between what is posted on social media as a model or content creator. But sometimes I do hint, you know, that I'm a scientist, that I'm constantly in the lab. But also, I like being mysterious. So, so <laughs> like, if I, love I, I love it. <laughs> if I spent the whole weekend like raving, I wouldn't necessarily post about it, you know, on social media, like on my stories, because yeah. I feel that that's my yeah. personal life. Yeah. And then, if I want to show something related to the niches that I already am part of, like nature beekeeping, then yes, they. I feel that they would fit the, you know, the niche that I'm already representing. But that doesn't mean that there's there isn't like any more aspects that I fill in. It's mm -hmm. just that I don't post about them, you know. Yeah. Not not every follower has to know everything that I do yeah. in my personal yeah. life. 
But then again, like people tend to assume certain things because they see me as a model. And then when I when I start, you know, showing more of what I do in my hobbies and they start understanding like the, you know, the real you. Yes, the real me. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that modeling isn't real me because honestly, modeling has helped me so much with my shyness. Like even the fact that I came here today, I have like issues with po posting videos of me speaking. I'm just so shy. I'm not try trying to break yeah. out of it because when I do speak, like actually it engages people more and they get to see like how I speak mm -hmm. and you know so modeling has helped me a lot in my confidence like as a as a person actually so kudos to that definitely <laughs> nice okay so as we wrap up wrap up our discussion on social media like we've come to the end um already yeah already <laughs> i want to ask all of you if there was one piece of advice you could give to your younger self or other young women navigating the digital world Oof. what would it be Oh my god. Who Big wants question. to go first? <laughs> I'm lost on this one. So I have to think. I have to think as, <laughs> as well. well. <laughs> I would say just don't fall a victim to the things that you see on social media in terms of, for example, with modeling. I, I, I'm mentioning modeling a lot, but it, it takes quite a chunk of my life. Obviously, there are many beautiful girls who exist, and there will always be younger, taller, skinnier, better skin. You have to accept the fact that this is not a competition. If they're beautiful, you are beautiful as well in your own way. You have your personal life that you're, you know, creating for yourself, your hobbies that no one can take from you, you know, your skills, your talents. And beauty isn't everything because I see that, like I see myself when I was like 12, 13, it's like how you look is everything, you know? Oh my God, I have acne. Oh my God, my hair yeah. is frizzy. Yeah. I'm pale or too pale and, you know, not tall enough, not skinny enough. And all these things, like, really affect you when you're younger. I I'm sure it affects, like, mm -hmm. even people our age yeah. as well. But when you're young, you're just so impressionable. Yeah. And you you're made to believe that everything about how you look, that's, that's all you are, especially as a woman. Mm -hmm. So you need to get hobbies that are also have nothing to do with beauty. I mean, modeling can be helpful, but you need to have things that are not just related to aesthetics mm -hmm. and skills that they will, you know, grow over time and they're yours. No one can take that away from you. And uh, that's the advice I would give, like even on social media, um, don't just present yourself as all about how you look, you know, yeah. just show yourself in a different light, in a way that is uh, meaningful to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's it. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I would say to not feel guilty for being offline. Wow. Nice. So <laughs> I've been personally, I've had like self-evaluations and I journal. So I realized that I would always feel guilty when I'm not on my phone, looking for stories, looking for headlines, whatever. So just take a, a breath in and just kind of take a shut off your phone, put it somewhere where you can't see it and just be offline. You need to be present. You need to be alive, not scrolling on your phone. So that's what that's what my advice would be. And to not um, make everything seem perfect. You are not perfect. No one is perfect. What you create isn't perfect. So just let it be. I love that. <laughs> love it as well. Yeah. Um, I think if I had to go back in time, I think I'd tell myself that other people's opinions of me don't define me. You know, and I wish I could say it to everyone who will be listening to this podcast. The, opin the opinions of mm -hmm. others don't define you. If you're true to yourself and you do things that you feel are right for you, then there's no right and wrong. Yeah. And as you said, nobody's perfect. Yeah. We all have flaws and we have to accept our flaws. Mm -hmm. And if they are flaws that are things that are toxic to other people, then we can work on them. But if there are flaws we cannot change about ourselves, we have to learn to live with them. Nobody's perfect. Yeah. And that's the reality. But if anyone's listening to this, whether you have social media or not, think before you speak. Mm. When you're writing a comment about someone else's appearance, about someone else's thoughts, about someone else's job, think 
does this make you feel better about yourself or is it helping someone else? Mm-hmm. Because there's a massive difference. So that's what I would say. <laughs> oh, amazing closing thoughts from all of you. Like, I think a lot of women, especially young women, will benefit from these pieces of advice. I'd like to thank you all once again Ooh, for coming for on the show. Yeah. Thank you, thank for you so us. much. And um, yeah. It was nice to talk to everyone about something that's so current yeah. and real. Yeah. And again, yeah. and from different perspectives mm-hmm. as yeah. well in the industry. And I think we all agree that social media isn't bad. Yeah. It's just the way you handle it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Cool. And let's educate our future <laughs> women, future content creators, women on social. Yeah. Let's. Let's try and teach people how to use it in a better way. Yes. Perfect closing. Thank you all for coming. Thank Thank you you for listening. Thank you for watching. And we'll see you next week.